Hey bookworms, welcome to the Read with Angie podcast. We are going to talk about books, so thanks for listening. Hello bookworms and welcome back to the podcast. Um, You are listening to episode one of season two. I took a few months off from posting to enjoy the summer with less pressure to read a bunch, uh, but I'm back for the fall reading season with lots of reviews, recommendations, and for the fourth year in a row, Thriller October. Uh, This year is going to be the best one yet uh, because (laughs) I have set up a Ko-fi page to raise money for prizes and cover shipping costs, and I've already had an amazing amount of donations from generous bookworms. Um, I've also had people reach out about donating books and bookish merchandise as prizes. So if you want to help out with the readathon, visit Kofi, so it's ko-fi.com slash readwithangie. And if you want to participate, you can check out the details on my Instagram page. And I'll be doing a podcast all about the readathon soon. So I've spent most of my time this summer outside we bought our first house back in October of 2022 and we did a little bit of work on the inside over the winter but all summer we have been working on the yard and it needed a lot of work but it's really coming together now. We've planted some trees and shrubs and two gardens that I'm hoping will look amazing next spring. So it's been hard but fun work. I've also been out biking a lot. I'm trying to push my distance to 50 kilometers in one ride. Um, I did 40 kilometers a few weekends ago, so I'm almost there. And then just walks and runs and a bit of yoga. And I have also read a little bit, but not nearly as much as usual. Um, Today's episode is going to be an in-depth review of a non-fiction spiritual self-help book. And when I say spiritual, I do not mean any specific religion. Uh, There are many faiths mentioned in this book. I mean spiritual in the sense that you believe in a higher power, a universal consciousness, or your own spiritual power. So the book I'll be talking about is called Living Untethered by Michael Singer. The book published in May of 2022 and is the second self-help book from the author. The first book is called The Untethered Soul, which I read about eight years ago and really enjoyed. Uh, Living Untethered, the new book, is just over 200 pages long and broken up into eight parts. I have probably put almost 100 tabs on these pages of quotes I liked or passages that really stuck out for me. Um, This podcast episode will be broken up into the first four parts of the book and I will do a second episode for the second half of the book um, because I have a lot of things to say. (laughs) But I will start by saying one thing about the writing. Singer writes as though he is talking to a pretty naive person 
And in a sense, when I'm reading it, he is talking to a naive person. Singer is a master of living in the moment, of controlling his emotions and letting the world spin around him without it affecting him negatively in any way. And I am no such master. And I suspect most people that would pick up this book aren't either. So it takes a minute to get used to the tone of the book, almost as though you're being condescended to constantly. But once you get past that, this book has so much to teach. So part one is called Conscious Awareness. The main focus of this part is to remind us all that life never happens the way we want. And a great quote from page one is this, resistance creates tension and anxiety and it makes life a burden, end quote. Essentially, the more you struggle against the way the world is flowing around you, the harder your life will be. Um, and as a personal example, I struggle with minor road rage. I'm not like being dangerous, but I get really upset yelling inside my car where no one can hear me when somebody drives poorly around me. Um, I'm always talking to people that can't hear me while I'm driving. And my first reaction is always to take it personally. Like that car cut me off on purpose. They did it to make me mad. But Michael Singer will remind you the person in that car doesn't know who you are. That driver cut you off because of their own reason that has nothing to do with you. And if it is because of the fact you were driving too slowly or something, that is their problem and not yours. Every time I react angrily to a stranger driving a car near me, I only create problems in my own life. I only create negativity in my own head. That driver is already long gone danger driving dangerously near somewhere else, someone else. Uh, another quote, your only choice is to accept the event or resist it, end quote. We are surrounded by things like bad drivers. And Singer says, quote, on a daily basis, you are so distracted by external objects that you rarely remain centered on you, end quote. We focus on the outside world too much and don't do the inner work to make our lives easier. But being inside your head can be scary. So Singer stresses a key point when looking inside your own head if you're asking who is saying all of this inside your head, you'll probably say it's you, but it is not you. Those are thoughts and you are the one who is noticing the thoughts. Thoughts are just another thing you notice in there. End quote. We always have good and bad thoughts going through our heads, but we aren't the ones making that stuff up. We are the ones noticing it. If you've ever experienced intrusive thoughts, you'll know what I mean. I am an anxiety-ridden worry wart. I will be enjoying myself doing something like hanging out with my friends and suddenly a thought will pop into my head like, I bet she doesn't actually like me. She's just being nice. And then I will start spiraling in my own head. I'll zone out of the conversation and just begin to worry about things that aren't true, aren't happening, and probably never will happen. These are intrusive thoughts. And it ends when I suddenly realize I'm doing it and I'll snap myself out of my stupid head and back into the moment. But 
I'm not the one that creates those thoughts. I think my anxiety creates those thoughts and I observe them and let them affect me negatively. And that is what Singer wants everyone to be aware of and work on. We need to be aware of how our consciousness works. Part two is called the outside world. So here's a quote. Spiritual awakening is about untangling consciousness from the objects of consciousness. So basically the objects of consciousness are the things happening around you all the time that you focus on. So take the moment in front of you. While reading the book, Singer asked the reader to look at the moment in front of them and write down what was happening. This is what I wrote in the margin. This is a quote from me and not from the book. Right now I'm at the cottage. Chewie is sleeping with his head on my ankle and my husband is beside me writing. All I can hear are birds and the lake. End quote. Sounds like a nice moment, right? And it was, but I was also thinking about how we had to leave the cottage next day. I was probably worrying about work or getting annoyed with my husband's keyboard clicks. Um, Singer says, quote, you suffer when the moment in front of you is not the way you want and rejoice when it matches your preferences, end quote. But we have to realize that the moment in front of us is out of our control. I can go to the cottage for the weekend, but I can't control the weather. I can't control how cold the lake water is or if we run out of supplies. There will always be something about the moment in front of you that isn't how you want it to be. Your partner will never say exactly what you want them to say because you actually have very little control over your life and what is happening around you. Quote, one of the most amazing things you will ever realize is that the moment in front of you is not bothering you. You are bothering yourself about the moment in front of you. End quote. Isn't that wild to think about? The world isn't out to get me. These things aren't happening because of me. It's not personal. This is just what is happening. And by making it all about me, the only one who suffers is me. Whoa. <laughs> Part three is about the mind. Uh, this section is all about how we create our personality. The experiences in our life leave impressions upon us. For example, you were bit by a dog as a child and now fear that every dog will bite you. This is a completely rational fear to have because another dog bit you, why wouldn't this one? Or, personal example, maybe one time while on vacation you pulled out a map and then a local asked you if you needed help finding something, so you said yes and told him where you wanted to go. And he said, I'll take you there, I'm going that way. And before you know it, you're hearing this person's sad life story as you walk. And when you arrive at your destination, he asks for money and then gets mad when you say no and tries to grab your purse. And now, every time you travel, you are a little afraid if anyone local tries to talk to you or help you. Now you have these impressions in your head and they affect how you experience any given moment. A very friendly dog tries to lick your hand and you panic and pull away. A perfectly honest and helpful local 
tries to help you find a museum in Spain and you say, no, thank you, and practically run away. Quote, your ability to fully focus on the outer world is going to be hindered by the constant distraction of these inner impressions. End quote. Singer calls these impressions samskaras, and we are constantly running through thoughts during the day about these samskaras. And Singer sums up the majority of these thoughts in one quote. You keep your mind busy with relationships, with what people think of you, and how to get what you want and avoid what you don't want. End quote. I loved this section of the book because Singer broke down our minds into three layers and it made so much sense to me. He explains it in a great way, so I'm just going to read the paragraph from page 74 of the book. Quote, you can think of this as layers of the mind. The first layer is where the rendering of the present external experience is taking place. We can call that the here and now layer. The next layer is the stored patterns from the past that you did not release when the external experience was over. We can call that the samskara layer. But there is yet another layer. This layer is what you are doing with your brilliant mind to try and solve the discom discomforts created by the samskaras. This is the personal thoughts layer, and it is the one you identify with the most. You think this is who you are. The combination of these three layers is what we call the personal mind. Yours is completely unique to you and you alone." End quote. Part four is called Thoughts and Dreams. Uh, this section of the book talks about a fourth layer of your mind, the abstract layer. This is a part of your mind we use for dreaming and going beyond the limits of your senses and logic. Uh, this part also talks about desire, and this hit home for me. This quote in particular was really eye-opening. Quote, the alternative is to suffer because things are not the way you want. Previously, we discussed Buddha's first noble truth. All of life is suffering. Now we get to the second noble truth. The cause of suffering is desire. In other words, the cause of suffering is preference. Deciding how you want things to be and getting upset when they're not that way. End quote. Basically, if we decide that the only way we are happy is if all of these things fall into place, we will never be happy because nobody's life is that perfect. <laughs> Quote, the probability that life is going to be a negative experience is extremely high. This is not because life is negative. It is because the only thing that isn't negative to you is that which exactly matches your preferences. End quote. Isn't that a crazy thought? All the negativity I feel in my life is generated by me. By me being upset that the world around me doesn't match my preferences and my desires perfectly. This is something we all need to understand at a fundamental level and implement into our lives. <laughs> the world would be a much happier place if we could all learn to let go of our preferences. <laughs> I'm going to stop there, 
and continue with the last section of the book in the next episode. Um, I loved reading this book. It took me the, a few months um, and I've been working on letting go of my stored samskaras and living more in the moment, but uh, it's definitely <laughs> a thing that needs to continue constantly, most likely. Um, please let me know your thoughts on this nonfiction deep dive episode. I really enjoy reading nonfiction. Um, and I would love to include more nonfiction reviews on the show. So let me know what you thought. I, uh, particularly enjoy like spiritual self-help books and memoirs. Um, I actually just ordered a memoir called The Backyard Adventurer by Bo Miles. Um, he's an Australian YouTuber and filmmaker. Um, so you can find him on YouTube, Bo Miles. And he wrote the book, I think it released in January of 2022. But um, it's just like a memoir of his life so far. And he's done a lot of like amazing things. The other day I watched a YouTube video that he made about walking to work, um, except his work commute is 90 kilometers. So he started walking the day, the morning before he was supposed to be there for a lecture. And he didn't, he just took like his old pair of running shoes, a backpack and like nice walking clothes. And he walked all the way there, 90 kilometers. And he had to like find somewhere to sleep. He like picked up a duvet that was like off the highway and slept under the duvet for the night. And like he didn't bring any food with him. So he would just like find food on the road or he'd collect money and then use that money to like use a vending machine or something. Anyway, and then he the next morning he continued his walk and he walked a total of 90 kilometers to get to work. And uh, yeah, so his YouTube channel is just like a lot of that kind of thing. Um, so I'm excited to read his memoir, but uh, that's the kind of thing I like to read that's like nonfiction, just like kind of inspirational books. I really like, um, sometimes I really enjoy books about running or yoga or like cycling. Um, so. If you think that I should include more of this kind of review, a nonfiction review, on the show, let me know. Um, yeah, let me know what you think. Anyways, uh, part two will be released next week. And until next time, happy reading. Thank you for listening to the Read with Angie podcast. You can find Angie on Instagram at readwithangie or www.readwithangie.com.